Get incentives to install an energy management system to help your business save. You'll help the power grid and you'll be an energy hero. Find out about money-saving programs for your business at sdge.com slash save the day. Hi there, I'm Shelly Wade. Just to give you some background on myself, I am host of All the Rage with Shelly Wade on Star 94.1 San Diego and 104.3 MyFM Los Angeles. You can also regularly see me on national TV. I am on the talk very often on CBS. Before I got to the West Coast, I was on Z100 New York, the world famous Z100 New York for 12 years. But before that, my entire radio career started in my hometown of Houston. So as you can imagine, uh, it's been difficult for me watching all of the devastation unfold on TV and on social media and not being able to be there with my loved ones, with my family and friends. So because I haven't been able to be in Houston, I feel like I want to just talk to my fellow Houstonians about their experiences um, in the aftermath of Hurricane Harvey. Um, And it was all very personal for me, not only because I'm from Houston, but all of my family members and friends are there. As a matter of fact, my sister Alpha had to be evacuated, and I have her on the line right now. Alpha. Hi, Cheryl. So... My sister, I have just been stressing so much. You know, you're always that constant in the family. You know, you seem so assured about everything. (laughs) And it depends, you you know, it depends on, you know, the day what I'm I'm assured about. (laughs) But, Mm -hmm. um, you know, surely I know that you're supposed to pray and and not be stressed or worried about something once you've prayed about it. But I tell you, I've been praying so much for the family, so much for my fellow Houstonians and everyone on the Gulf Coast affected by the storm. Um, But I have to tell you, I was still worried about you guys, especially when I found out that you had to be evacuated. Um, Right. Can you share with everyone your experiences, whatever comes to your heart and mind? Well, it's human nature to worry, especially about your family and about yourself. Mm-hmm. When you're caught in a, an uneasy situation, mm-hmm. yes, we were mandatorily evacuated. Mm-hmm. Um, it was it was very nerve-wracking for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I experienced a lot of jitters mm-hmm. because you know you just you don't know what's going to happen. You don't know what's coming. It was um, emotionally, physically, mentally exhausting. Yeah. And after you leave your home, you've worked so hard for, you're like, okay, when I get back, it's going to look like a monster inside. I'm sure of it. Mm -hmm. However, like you said, when you pray, you have to leave it and have to have faith. Mm-hmm. So I decided to take that route because I'm really not a worry ward. So I, I don't like to, you know, live like that. Mm-hmm. However, it's easier said than done. Yeah. You know, you just, you try to do your best with what you, you know, at that moment. But I tell you what, the reason it, it, it was difficult for me not to worry because as many storms, hurricanes and such that we've been through in Houston, this was the very first time anybody in our family had ever been ordered to evacuate. That right. really horrified me. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I was imagining, you know, when I found out about it, mama called me and asked me, had I heard that you had to be evacuated? Right. So 
I was on the way to, to jury duty at the time. And I was like, oh, my God, how am I going to be able to sit through this mm-hmm. thinking about my family out there trying to navigate those roads? Because, the listen, they're 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 giving you a mandatory evacuation. But then where do you go if all of the roads and highways are flooded? Mm-hmm. And so that's what I was concerned about. Imagining you guys trying to navigate through the flooded high. I mean, I had seen all the, the footage on TV with, you know, the, the signs on the highway and even the traffic lights, the water is up to the traffic lights. Mm-hmm. So me imagining you guys trying to navigate that. Oh my God. I was sitting in that jury selection room. Just like I, I couldn't pick up the phone and call you because I couldn't pick up the phone. Uh, mm-hmm. But I was texting, texting, and you guys weren't answering me, and I was trying not to uh, to go there. I was like, okay, there are a couple of scenarios. They could be just really busy or something could have happened. And right. so I was just waiting, waiting for a reply. Why won't these people reply? Reply, damn it. And uh-huh. finally, you guys texted me, and I just, I was so happy, and I just was so happy. But then I found out that, you couldn't tell me you tried to find a hotel room and, and you couldn't. Everything was booked. Mm-hmm. Now let's go back to the text message you sent to me. Okay. Mm-hmm. I remember reading the text message and thinking to myself, Oh, she's being pushy. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> you thought I was being pushy. Really? I said, yes, because I know you. Mm-hmm. And I said, let me answer her before she loses. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not pushy. I'm just. Oh, yeah, you're pussy when you want to be. Okay. I'm not going to argue this with you. Okay. I know. I've been with you for what? 19 nah, years? That's how 19 years. I was going to say, don't you dare. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's, I, I'm loving that we get to laugh right now because it's been some stressful days, but, you know. You're right. Okay. So you thought you'd reply because I'm allegedly pushy. Uh huh. Yeah, she was being pushy, everyone. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, I accepted that because I understood that, yes, we were out in limbo. It, and just like you said, it's like, where do we go? Mm-hmm. Every every route we tried to take, you know, we were trying to get to Mother's house. Mm-hmm. It was a roadblock. There was water waiting for us, waiting, just greeting us. Mm-hmm. So, And those of you who know me know this inside joke that I don't want to go to the river, okay? Mm-hmm. And the thing, the only thing I could think of was, I don't want to go to the river. You really, if I have a choice in the matter, you don't have to worry about me getting caught in water because it's not going to happen. Okay. Unless I'm just blinded and I didn't see it coming. But if I see water, I'm, I'm not prone to drive through it. You know, if I can see the bottom of the street, I mean, the street under the water, maybe, but, um, it was, it was very, very, uh, heartbreaking. Again, we were trying to get to mother, and I was like, oh, my God, we're going to have to go back to the house because there's no way out. Mm -hmm. And then a revelation came, and that was to go to my husband's job where they had a very safe shelter set up for us. Mm -hmm. And we were around all law enforcement, and it was just the best thing ever. I felt so safe. Mm -hmm. The facilities were perfect. They weren't nasty. It was kept, well-kept. Everything, the linen, everything was all sterile and new. Mm-hmm. And I was thrilled about that. Mm-hmm. Um, they came up. They provided free food for us. Um, they always let us know when there was food delivered. You mm-hmm. know, come on down, have something to eat. You know, they wanted to make sure we were taken care of. They were so nice. 
And I loved them for it because that made things so much easier. You know, there's no place like home, Mm -hmm. but when people treat you with love and kindness, you're like so grateful and and it makes it just so much better. Yeah, your shelter situation was pretty ideal compared to what we saw on TV. There were literally 10,000 people at Georgia Brown Convention Center, right? Um, Right. Mm -hmm. um, And they didn't have the luxury of you you were able to take a shower. They couldn't do that. Right. Um, And so I, I, I can imagine how just frustrating and heartbreaking that must be, especially when you have kids and you're trying to reassure the kids that everything's okay when you really aren't sure yourself. So uh-huh. my heart continues to go out to everyone who has had to suffer through all of that, you know, and the fact, you right. know, for me, I feel helpless because I'm not able to be there with you guys, uh-huh. you know, um, but I can't wait to get there and hug you guys, really. Well, <laughs> I, thank you. We always accept Shelly hugs. That's so and, and and I uh, I don't know. You just want to be with your loved ones um, during times you like do. these. Um, can okay. you share with me um, before I, I let you go? Um, what what would you have to say? to people outside of Houston, people like me who are watching everything unfold on TV and via social media. Um, what do you want to say about the experience of any, everyone's experience has been different for sure. We've seen horror stories unfold and we've seen, um, stories that end ideally like yours. Um, Mm -hmm. so everyone's story is different, but what would you like to share about this hurricane Harvey experience with those of us who aren't in Houston and, uh, what, you think we could do to be of service? Um, I would like to share that um, you you never understand until it happens to you. Mm-hmm. Again, like you said, this is the first time that we've ever been, any of our family members have ever been ordered to evacuate. And you always watch on TV and you're praying for these people and you're like, I'm so sorry that they're going through this Mm -hmm. and you realize, you know, I've never had to deal with that and I'm so happy that I don't, but I'm sorry for them. And then it happens to you. Mm -hmm. And you, you find out that you are not as, um, immune put together as you thought you were. Got it. Because it's a very, um, it just, it just really turns you upside down. Um, As far as helping, Mm -hmm. you know, even if you're here, you know, a lot of people are here and they say, okay, well, I'd like to lend a helping hand. That's great. But when you're outside of, you know, the affected area and if you could go in and help or if you can send something to help out, it's always great because people need things there, you know, because some of them are just swept up immediately, evacuated. People come in and get them and all they have is the clothes on their back. Mm-hmm. They have left everything behind, and it's like some of some of us don't get a chance to prepare, so they need help, need assistance. It, you know, it's just it was so important to help. Mm-hmm. I had so many of the people that I work for, uh, professors, reach out to me, mm-hmm. and every last one of them said, "You, if you don't have a place to stay, you can." stay with me. Mm -hmm. I have a guest house. You can stay as long as you can and as long as you want to. Mm -hmm. Don't worry about it. We love you. We want to help you, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. So, you know, every time I read one of their emails, I wanted to cry. But happy tears, right? Happy tears. Oh, yes. Definitely Mm -hmm. happy tears. Mm -hmm. So, just a helping hand because people are just, 
they're just displaced and they don't know what to do. And when you help, it just makes them so much, you know, makes the situation so much better and makes them very happy. Um, and you, you realize people do care. When you said, it, it kind of struck me when you said you realize when something like this happens, you realize you're not, you're not as put together as you thought. Now, you, mm-hmm. one of the things I'm always bragging about where you're concerned is that you always have your stuff together. You always mm-hmm. have your stuff together and you're the one that I'm like, you can fix this. You know, if I have an issue, I feel like you can fix it. Although I'm older than you, I feel like mm-hmm. <laughs> I always think you can fix everything. <laughs> and so if you, 21. <laughs> if you feel like, you know, you're not as put together, it's like, oh my God, what would I have done? You know, but what can you say to people about preparedness, emergency preparedness? Like what uh, should we have? What should we prepare for? We should be preparing before an emergency, first of all. Exactly. And they preach that all the time, especially when you're in areas where you have hurricanes like this. I mean, a natural disaster disaster is a natural disaster, mm-hmm. no matter what it is. Mm-hmm. But whatever you can keep, um, like a little um, storage bin with flashlights and you know, important phone numbers and your important paperwork, your birth certificate, your social security card, all in protected plastic, you know, where it won't get wet, you know, if you're in a, in water. If you could just have that put together mm-hmm. already, mm-hmm. that helps out tremendously. Yeah. Because when you need to call your mortgage company, your insurance company, everything's in one spot. You can prove who you are. You have your ID, your birth certificate, your social security card, things that you need to prove who you are. It's all in one spot. So it's best to have that ready, and I did, and I had it protected like three, four times over, plastic within plastic within plastic, all zipped up. Yeah. So just in case I, if I had gotten caught in any water, you know, hopefully it would have uh, protected it the way it was supposed to. Mm-hmm. So, yes, I think that being prepared before anything happens uh, uh, makes a big difference as well. Now, when they told us that the storm was coming, I didn't sit around. We immediately went out and we, you know, got what we needed. Mm -hmm. However, again, I say, if you have it ready before then, you don't have to get into all of that rush of everybody trying to pick this and that and this and that. And, you know, that's frustrating, too, because then everything's gone off the shelves, whatever it is that you need, because everybody's after that same thing. Yeah. So it's very important to be prepared. And let's go back to when... Uh, you said, you know, you're not as put together. When I said that you're not as put together as you think, mm-hmm. um, water is one of my biggest fears, my greatest fears. So when you say water is coming to get me, I lose it. Okay. So, <laughs> you know, all those other things that you refer to me about being the superwoman, yeah, I can handle that. But if you put water in front of me, it's a whole other story. Yeah. Yeah. So it just depends on what your fear is. Yeah. So, yeah, um, emergency preparedness. They say mm-hmm. stay ready so you don't have to get ready, right? So That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, but, I, you know, of course you'll have some things to still pick up. You know, yeah. batteries don't last forever. You have yeah. to replace them. 
Yeah, you know, and I, we may not have serious threats of floods often here on the West Coast, but what we do have, uh, the, 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 the wildfires, the earthquakes, um, and so we all need to be prepared in some form or another. I actually posted on my blog uh, this week that, um, you know, but I, I posted a video to show you how to put together a simple go bag. And for those okay. of you who don't know what a go bag is, it's one of those, it's, it's a, like a backpack or a bag that you can just grab and go in the case mm-hmm. of an, an emergency. Like you said, you have your stuff already ready. It's a go bag. You put stuff in it. Like you, like you said, your ID and, and cash. It's good if we have some cash, right? Definitely. ID and cash in plastic, um, a flashlight, a change of clothes, maybe, Tissues, toilet paper, water, especially important. Mm -hmm. Toilet paper, you know, some non-perishable foods, granola bar, something. But it's, you know, and and, and they say each family member should have a go bag. You shouldn't have a go bag for the entire family, just one. Each family Mm -hmm. member should have a go bag. And now is the time, before an emergency, now is the time to pack those go bags and put them in a place where if, if an emergency does come, you can grab it and go. So I posted that on my blog. You can check it out at star941fm.com. You'll see a tab that says on air. Click on that. And when you see Shelly Wade, click on that. And you can see all of my blogs and the one about uh, packing a go bag. Well, I have to say, um, and I, I've told you this, but I'm so happy that you guys are okay. Yes, and we are too. I love you dearly. Love and- you more. And thank you for sharing your experiences um, with everybody on the podcast. You're pretty awesome, but you already knew that. Yes, I did. You're <laughs> welcome. <laughs> okay, so I have George Kovacic on the line. George, full disclosure, is the brother of one of my longtime coworkers, uh, Jimbo, um, in Houston. And George, I have seen you over the years in, you know, in like bars and, and such performing with your group with Jim. This, do I remember correctly? The Surrealtors? You got it right. Yeah, we're actually, uh, we're actually making a little bit of a comeback here. So that's, it's, yeah. Really now, that's, please that's, do that's, share that's, information about that really quickly. Well, we're, I mean, it was funny because Jim has a, uh, Jim's father-in-law has a grandson who's, who's like a, a producer slash engineer slash guitar tech from England, and he came this summer and wanted to record our stuff because he liked it a lot. So we're hoping to release some stuff maybe uh, later this year or early next. Okay, cool. Well, I, I look forward yeah. to that. But, you know, I, I thought about talking to you on the podcast because um, I posted something, a video, uh, the video of the, the young lady who had been forced to evacuate into, I believe she was at the Georgia Brown Convention Center. Um, uh-huh. And she was doing an interview with a CNN reporter. And then all of a sudden, in the middle of the interview, she started cursing the reporter out. And I posted <laughs> that video. And of course, it, it, um, it, it kind of like, had all different kinds of reactions with my Facebook friends, but you right. actually you actually agreed with what she did, and it, I was really interested um, in your opinion of that. It's like, okay, as a as a member of the media, you definitely want to talk to people to um, find out their experiences. Hey, listen, um, I'm talking to you right now. You're not cursing me out, you know. And so, right. what, what, what was your reasoning for agreeing with what happened uh, on the CNN interview? Well, I think uh, – see, I worked in the media for a long time. Mm-hmm. I was a news reporter, mm-hmm. and I always felt bad going up and asking people 
you know, who had just lost loved ones or who had just lost their homes, that how do you feel question. Um, and I mean, I, I don't really, I don't really agree with the woman cussing her out. Mm-hmm. Um, but you understood she, why. Yeah. Yeah. She's okay. frustrated. She's, you know, she's in a shelter. She doesn't know what's going to happen next. And, you know, these, these folks that are, I mean, and, and don't get me wrong, the reporters, first of all, the reporters here in Houston on all the stations have done a fantastic job. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's really hard to cover one of these storms and things, and they've done a fantastic job. And I know they're just trying to do their job. They're trying to get the story from these folks. But sometimes, you know, sometimes it just doesn't work out. Um, and uh, it didn't work out for this one. But, um, I, I mean, I can understand. I can understand the woman's frustration. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe not handling it quite that way, but I can understand the frustration. Yeah. You know, I, I didn't, um, I didn't really have a, you know, an opinion as to whether I thought she was right or wrong because it was her experience. You know, I wasn't the one that had just gotten evacuated and I am now having to stay in the shelter with 10,000 other people and trying to save my children and wading through waters. And, you know, I I, I wasn't the one, you know, so I didn't, I just was kind of like, I posted the video and I posted the shocked emoji because it was like, whoa, wait, you know, because there's (laughs) no way that 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 CNN reporter could have seen that coming, you know, Um, you know, so I I didn't want to venture an opinion as to whether she was wrong or right, because she was expressing herself. Uh, I wasn't going, you know, I didn't have the same experiences, but it certainly was one of those moments that you could see the frustration of what, you know, um, Hurricane Harvey did. I mean, I recall uh, the week before the hurricane, posting on Facebook and saying, hey, you guys make wise decisions. We've been through a lot of hurricanes and storms and, you know, it's stuff we're used to. But please make wise decisions because the coverage ahead of the times, you know, a lot of a lot of the times they'll predict something. A storm's going to be this ferocious and then it ends up not being ferocious. And sure. people feel like yeah. it's the boy that cried wolf. OK, I'm not going right. to go and prepare for this a lot because right. it's probably not going to be as bad as you're saying. And for Furthermore, are you just being salacious so that you can continue to get views or is this really something that's going to be a serious threat? And it turned out to be a serious threat. Um, I think that a lot of people were not prepared. Um, Well, yeah, and and I think I think it's exactly what you just said. Um, And it's not that they're crying wolf and we know that they have to do their job. But sometimes you can just, you know. When, when you know that the storm's not going to hit you, and they keep on going, trying to trying to get you to watch, it it, it it's almost like they're it, like they are crying wolf. So a lot, you know, when and especially this this storm, mm-hmm. they said it was going to be really bad. Like where we live up here in Kingwood. Oh my God, Saturday, you guys are right. Which which uh, river are you on? I forgot. We're on the San Jacinto River. We're hey. about about a mile up the road from where we are. I'm standing on a dry street right now. But right from the about a mile up the road, is there? It's still high water. They were still rescuing people this morning. Was it one of the um, most the, the the most hit areas? I mean, badly hit areas. It's, uh, yeah, San Jacinto River uh, went over its banks, uh, and you know uh, where it, where we saw it this morning. It had gone about two miles further up the road than it ever had before. Wow. Um, so yeah, it was pretty hard hit here. We were fortunate enough to be far enough away from the river where we didn't get it here. But I think what it was, I think you're right. And then, and then on Saturday afternoon, they said it was coming. 
it didn't rain here for about five, six hours. And mm-hmm. we're thinking, okay, we're through the worst of it. And then Saturday night, that, that, that line of storms just parked itself over downtown Houston. And then it just, it just, the floodgates opened. Yeah. No pun intended, but it really just did. And it, and it just, you, you can't, uh, I think I, I put, posted something on Facebook. Like, if you don't live here, you really can't fathom the level of devastation. Mm-hmm. Here. I mean, there's going to be forty to fifty thousand homes that are going to be destroyed, yeah. Um, and people are going to be rebuilding for a long time, and and most, I'm going to guess, probably don't have flood insurance because it flooded in areas that it's never it flooded before. Flood. Yeah, yeah. And they they had to re- they had to mm. release water from all these reservoirs, and it's flooding even more homes, and it's just. Uh, it's really sad to say. I was just watching something on 2020. They were doing a nice job tonight of um, covering the storm, and it's just now it's moved over to Port Arthur, and mm-hmm. you know there's there's they showed a nursing home where these old people are sitting in water. They're trying to get them out. It's just really it's, it's just really, really sad. sad. I you it know really it's hard for me to 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 watch it from afar. You know to see what's going on uh, and sure, what you guys yeah. are going through and 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 feeling helpless that I can't do anything about it. You know it's really difficult. And I have to say, you were mentioning earlier about how Saturday there was no rain for hours and hours, and you thought, okay, yeah. this is this is one of those things where it wasn't as bad as it was going right. to be. Actually, that same day I posted on Facebook, I said, I said, so it looks like from all accounts, everyone in Houston is fine and the storm wasn't as bad as it was supposed to be. Yeah, and then people started, yeah. And so people started posting and, you know, liking it. And, and then one of my friends said, but wait, we're not expecting the worst of the rain until a couple of days from now. And then I said, okay, I guess you're right. We shouldn't be too celebratory. And then just like that, I went to bed. Everything was fine. I had talked to my family. Everybody in the family was fine. You know, I have fam- family members all over town. And I, yeah, t- I checked yeah. in with all of them, and they were all fine. And then I woke up the next morning, and I, I slept with my phone next to me, my cell phone, because, you know, you get the alerts and, and things on, on yeah, the phone. Absolutely. So I made sure that I slept with it next to me. So when I woke up, I knew what was going on. Uh, but not, not that I thought anything serious would go on, because, again, when I went to bed, everything seemed fine. And yeah. I woke up, I rolled over, I picked up the phone, and the first thing I saw was something like people are suffering through 20 I'm sorry um shoulder deep floods in Houston and I was like what and I woke up and you know I got up excuse me and I called my mom and sure enough it was flooding and I was like mama what happened when I went to bed everything was okay and then now I wake up and it's this catastrophe it so, happened so fast we were we went to some friends house and it was drizzling mm-hmm. to watch the, the fight, actually. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. So we're watching the fight, and I'm looking at the weather, and I can, and, and I have some colleagues who live downtown, like in Westview and stuff, and they say, it's just coming down in buckets here, and it just won't stop. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't too bad here. And then I saw that. I'm looking at the radar, and it's, it's, it's not red, but it's purple, mm-hmm. <laughs> So which is really bad. And yeah. it's just it, – it came so fast, and, and the system would not leave downtown Houston, and, and just like that, we were in big, big trouble. And then where the storm was, it just it just kept spinning, and it just from that point on, it didn't stop raining until last night. Well, yeah. Well, listen, <laughs> I'm was... I'm so happy that you and and the fam are safe, and um, 
Yeah, we're, we're one of the lucky ones, for sure. What I'd like for you to um, to share with us, George, is yeah. what are your personal thoughts about, uh, about everything? Um, people like me who are watching from afar, um, who mm-hmm. feel like we can't do anything to help, how do you think we should help? Um, and then um, what do you want to tell uh, America about Houston? Well, I think the best thing people out of town can do is is maybe just give to the Red Cross. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, prayers are always good. I mean, that's that's the best thing uh, uh, to get you through anything. Because um, we we down here, we really have to have faith now. And um, it's it's you know the great thing about this is um, this country is so divided. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was just telling my wife this last night, and I don't even I have no idea if this is true, but it's like it's one of those things where it's like. God said, okay, I've given you all these chances to get get it together. So I'm going to bring this, and then we're all going to get together. Because it's like you see these you see these people, it doesn't matter what color they are, mm-hmm. what their ethnic background is. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter who they voted for. Um, they're getting picked up by, by everybody. Yeah. And it's, it's the outpouring of humanity here in Houston is really an example for the country. Um, it really, really is, and um, I hope it. I hope it carries on to other parts of the country. But it's the the level of devastation, like I said earlier, is really it's it's very, very sad. And you know, you lived here for a while. You know, when it rains here, it rains. Here's and, a, I uh, lived here for a while. That's my hometown. I was born and raised there. <laughs> yeah, when it rains, it rains. <laughs> yeah, and um, so. It's uh, yeah, we're used to the rain in Houston, but this was something on another level. It just it was another level. Yeah. Just, you know, you know, the heaviest rain you can imagine here. Mm-hmm. Imagine that just going on for four or five days. Oh, my God. <laughs> mm. Yeah. And, um, you know, and then and then you got the rivers overflowing and and all the flooding. And so I, we're going to be OK. It's just going to take a really, really long time. And yeah. um, we'll get there. We'll get there. Well, George, I really appreciate you um, calling into the podcast and, and, and sharing your experiences. Houston Strong, like you said, we're going to get through this, and um, I'm Absolutely. happy that you and the family are okay. Well, I appreciate it. We appreciate all the support from people around the country. We, we definitely need it, and we appreciate it. So um, another one of my uh, fellow Houstonians is on the line, Ayana Mack. Hey, Ayana, introduce, you know, for those uh, who may not, who may be listening, who may not be familiar with you, um, introduce yourself. <laughs> well, hello, everybody. My name is Ayana Mack. I uh, do radio and TV out here in Houston. I'm with 91.7 Engine Radio. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, that's what I do. <laughs> yeah, so listen, I mean, you know, I've been saying I it's been difficult as a Houstonian being on the outside yeah. watch, you know, watching inside, um, you know, watching from TV, watch all of the horrific things unfold via social media. And so because I haven't been able to be there with you guys, I just wanted to talk to you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah. Um, can you share some of your experiences and, and maybe your thoughts on, on what's happened in Houston? Uh, what we've been dealing with now, Shelly, is, you know, in Houston, there's lots of lots of bayous and, and levees 
levees and mm-hmm. dams, and that's how we control the water here because we're so flat. Yeah. Well, they've been doing those controlled releases of the dams, and so a lot of people that thought, okay, you know, I'm out the dark, you know, or you know, I I dodged a bullet with Harvey. Uh, the storm didn't get me. Now we're seeing just you know these levees and dams are displacing people. Even I can tell you at my station that I work at, mm-hmm. at least. Uh, Five to six DJs have lost their home. Oh my God! I'm so sorry and to hear that, Shelly. You know, you know KSBJ, right? Uh, yeah. Even the president of KSBJ, uh, his home, just everybody's the water damage here, uh, and we're lucky because there's people. If you just have a little bit of water damage, a mm-hmm. couple of feet, mm-hmm. you know, that's fine. There's people that you know, Shelly. The water was up to their roof, and people oh. were on their uh, you know, gosh, friends of mine were trying to get elderly people that went up into the attic and were stuck in the attic trying to get out. It yeah. was, it was, it was, and it is hard to watch. But the beautiful thing is, you know how H Town is. We come together. Yeah, and that's that's what you know. Just like how you were like, I can't just sit here. You know what's going on? Well, all of Houston is like that. We're like, okay, as soon as these roads dry up, we're helping each other, mm-hmm. and that's what I was doing today. What did you do today? What did, what did you do to help out your, you know, your fellow Houstonians? Um, I asked if I could use the company van, mm-hmm. and I put a Facebook post in my neighborhood and said, hey, I'm going to be parked here with the van that says 91.7, and I'm looking for baby formula, baby clothes, baby wipes, whatever you can bring, uh, covers, pillows, toothbrushes, and they filled my van up, and I drove it down to Fifth Ward to a a newly opened shelter, mm-hmm. dropped everything off, and they were like, wow. You know, just one of the cool things, though, is a lot of the shelters that we've set up, when they go on TV and they say what they need, they get inundated with people bringing out the supplies. So a good problem that the shelters have had is, okay, enough, enough, enough. Having to turn away, uh, the, yeah, donations, yeah. That's, yeah, that's not yeah. a bad problem to have. No, it's not. It's so not, let so. me ask you something, Um were you affected at all? I mean, aside from emotionally affected, um, were you affected uh, property-wise? Were How are your family members and all of that? Thank God. Uh, my home, my parents' home, uh, my in-laws' home, uh, they were not affected. I, you know, it was a close call on my parents' house where the water was right at the doorstep. Mm-hmm. Um my in-laws live on uh, Lake Houston. That's Lake Houston is their backyard. It mm-hmm. crept right on up to the back door. Oh my God! Uh, yeah, it was it was definitely scary. Uh, we had one gentleman out here that caught a catfish in his living room. You are <laughs> lying. No, he really did. Wait, 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 wait! Go back, go back, go back. He <laughs> caught a catfish in his living room. That it's a you can he actually has it on video. Uh, a catfish swam into his house. Wait, wait, wait. He, Let me ask you. Sorry, I keep stepping on you, but did he fry it up like we tend to do? I don't know. <laughs> you know, I, it, I, I'm, I'm gonna have to check in with him on Friday because I think that's when we traditionally do the fish fries. It's on Friday, so. I'll let you know. <laughs> it's good that we can laugh, you know, at this point, you know, but, um, you yeah, know, there really is yeah. a lot of sadness that's going on. Um, is there anything you want to say to people outside of Houston about about the experience? Um, a lot of people, uh, they want to donate. They yeah. 
are feeling like my little bit may not count or it doesn't matter because they hear all of these big time athletes and and singers uh, donating a million dollars and comedians and such um, uh, donating a million dollars. And so they may think that what they're able to give isn't enough. What are your thoughts on how people can help out? The damage that has been done here is so catastrophic. This is going down in history as probably one of the most just uh, – the, the damage. I, I can't even think of the word that they're saying this will go down in history as. But mm-hmm. uh, don't let that deter you because there is so much work that needs to be done. Mm-hmm. Um Yes, the shelters are full of people, and right now they're good, but those people, you know, we're just a couple days after the storm. Mm -hmm. This is something they said that some of the houses here are going to be underwater for at least a month. No. Mm -mm. Uh, Please, whatever you can give, the Red Cross, uh, J.J. Watt. I know Kevin Hart has stepped up. Mm -hmm. It all all will help. Um, These are families. If you just Shelly, my gosh, I've met, you see just uh, just army trucks in in our neighborhoods saving people, helicopters at night pulling people out the water. It is so crazy what is happening here. We need the help. We need the we need the donations. We need whatever you can do. There's so much rebuilding that has to be done, and we haven't even started looking at that. Process I, and, yeah. and the cost of that. And what, what you know, how many years it's going to take. It's going to be yeah. before Houston is back. You know, like, I'm, you know, Houstonians, we are so, one of my, my friend Cheryl always jokes about how um, prideful Houstonians are about where we're from because every chance I get, I'm talking about Houston and, and letting people know how amazing it is. I'm like, wait, you didn't know it's the fourth largest city in the country? What? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. um, we're mm-hmm. very, uh, we're very proud of where we're from. Um, so it's really, it's for me to again um, to watch all of it unfold and I I can't fly in because the airports are closed and I can't you know I can't do anything uh, while my my family and friends are suffering through this hang on let me let me put my phone on um on silent but um it's been really difficult for me but i'm like as soon as i can i want to fly in just and and i know Mm -hmm. that i'm not wonder woman and i can't swoop in and save the day but at the same time i want to be a part of it it's the reason i wanted to do the podcast you know i feel like okay i want to be able to to at least um let my fellow Houstonians, you know, voices be heard, um, you know. So I, I really appreciate you sharing your story. Is there anything else you want to share before I, I let you go? Um, you asked what can you do besides the donations. Mm-hmm. Maybe you're not in a position to make a donation. Mm-hmm. Prayer does help. Yeah. Um, prayer helps. And, you know, um, we don't have it all together, but together we have it all. And you mentioned that you're not superwoman. Well, you know, I'm not exactly superwoman, but I put on a little cape today, and I did what I could. And let me tell you, Shelly, when I pulled up to that place and the looks on their faces in Fifth Ward, I did not know that in this particular area, this tiny church was the shelter for that whole area. So wow. they were like, thank you. Thank you. We open up tomorrow. We just want to make sure we have everything. Mm-hmm. and you know, just the looks on their faces. Everybody ran out and hugged me. Yeah. And I was just like, you know, you just don't put on your cape. <laughs> put okay. on your cape. Come on down, Sally. Okay. Uh, there's so much work here to be done. We're going to be doing it for a while. You know we love you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love you guys, too. Um, Ayana, uh, share all of your ats with everybody. 
just at Ayana Mac, A-Y-A-N-A-M-A-C-K. Um, and then uh, Engine Radio, uh, we are a Christian hip-hop and pop radio station. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, we play nothing but positive music. So mm-hmm. I do the morning show there. So mm-hmm. if you want to check that out. Okay. You can. Okay. Uh, when you're not only when you're not listening to Shelly on iHeartRadio, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I had to put that in there. <laughs> hey, look. I, hey, I understand. I understand. Thank you, Ayana. And listen, continue. To, I know you're you, you're putting on your cape, but uh, you continue to be safe and make wise decisions yourself as well. Thank you very much. Thank you. And I I appreciate you sharing your story. All right. Thank you for sharing our story with all of your listeners. Um, That means a lot to us. Yeah. Hashtag Houston strong. Yes, (laughs) ma'am. So I have another one of my fellow Houstonians on the line, Celestine Marie. Hi, Celestine. How's everything going right now for you? It is going well. So I I just want to know what your experiences have been um, with all that Houston's been going through. You know, um, Shelly, when we moved here from from Louisiana, I've never, I've gone through um, floods Uh um, here in Houston before, but never to this uh, magnitude. When did you, by the way, when did you um, move to Houston from Louisiana? 71. Okay, so it's been a while. Okay. I just oh, wanted it's to been a while, yes. I just wanted to, you know, kind of get a, a an idea of how long it's been. So, yeah, so since 71, you've never seen anything like this. Never anything like it. Mm-hmm. Um it was um something I, I, I was speechless. Um even with me having to I I I, I was trying to navigate and Trying to get back home Saturday night. I, I was uh, actually I, I'm normally off on on the weekends, um, and uh, one of the uh, other supervisors couldn't make it in because um, apparently he was in Siena Plantation and he had experienced some um, power outage, mm-hmm. and his wife was um, was uh, his child was sick. So I thought I would go in and, and, and work his shift for him. And, oh, that's uh, sweet. You were going to work his ship for him. That's sweet. I actually did. I did. I mm-hmm. uh, We were fine. I didn't have any rain. I had power. We was, you know, kids, my children were fine. Um, so I went in um, around about 9.15. My mm-hmm. kids uh, called, and they were kind of in a, uh, like a panic in a sense. And um, um, and I kind of know my, sometimes my kids can exaggerate a bit, but they said, Mom, look, you need to get home. The uh, the water is uh, rising. You don't see, you can't see the uh, the curve. Mm-hmm. It's kind of in a driveway. I was like, okay, you know, okay, okay, okay. So I figured I okay, I figured I'd leave at at ten. Mm-hmm. And then my cousin and one of my best friends um, from high school called, mm-hmm. and they were uh, they called and they said you need to leave immediately. Yeah. And I grabbed my things and I was headed down um, Pearland and Kirby. Mm-hmm. Um, and I couldn't see. It was dark. The, it, the rain was coming down so heavily, and I started driving, and and immediately went into a huge body of water. Just a big old. No, you water. you you drove into a body of water. I did. Yes, I did. And I ended up backing. Uh, I hit reverse, and I went on the opposite side of the road, and just praying that no one doesn't hit me head on. Uh-huh. Uh, because it just seemed like that one side was uh, completely uh, uh, probably about four about four feet of water, about three to four feet of water they mm-hmm. were there. 
so I made it to the Beltway. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm trying to, 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 again, you know, listen to my best friend and my cousin as they talking. It was just, it was just they were yelling, and, and, and I'm, I'm trying to listen to both. And it's, it's funny how God has you, you know, things that you normally wouldn't do, or because I could never have two people, you know, kind of yelling at me at the same time. Mm-hmm. But somehow I heard both of them, uh-huh. and they were telling me to get on the belt, you know, just uh, get home. Get on the Beltway, and I, I and so again I went through uh, uh, the Beltway, a body of water. Normally I go straight on the feeder all mm-hmm. the way home. Yeah. And if they, if they wasn't on the phone with me, Shelly, I would have, you know, I, I would have gone straight on on the feeder. Um, but they told me to get on the Beltway, get on the Beltway. So again, yeah, for those of I'm sorry to start, sorry to interrupt you, but some people in some parts of the of uh, the country don't know what feeder road is in, in Houston. I don't know. Uh, I'm sure in other places we call the service road, the feeder road. Service, exactly. Yeah. But service continue, road. continue. I, they t- I, I put the car in reverse, was able to get on the the beltway. Mm-hmm. Uh, and because of, uh, you know, when my best friend was telling me this, I just, it just wasn't registering. But I said, OK, you know what? I'll get on it. You know, and I did, and I made it all the way through um, to uh, normally my exit. Uh, uh, they had the constables uh, uh, and the police officers blocking all of the exits. My exit that I normally get off. Mm-hmm. So I went down a few more uh, exits. They were blocked. They were blocked off as well. And then I finally, uh, the one that wasn't was the, the uh, West Belfort. So I was able to exit that that uh, that that, uh, that exit. And I have a, a C three hundred Mercedes. So my car was literally, I, I was, you know, waiting. To, I mean, I was driving through. I, I don't know why my car didn't stop immediately at that time. Finally made it to my neighborhood. Everything was flooded. Thought I, I, I could go, I could make it through. The, my neighbors was all standing outside. I mean, well, people in the neighborhood were saying, you cannot go. It's flooded. Go back, make a U-turn and go back. Um, I went back, made a U-turn uh, again in uh, probably... Four, four feet of water, and then of course my engine light came on, and my car stalled. So I literally had to get out of my vehicle, and um, so as I was getting ready to exit out of my vehicle, water just rushed through my car. I had to grip my steering column just to make certain that I don't fall. Uh-huh. I, I, you know, was again I, I say four, maybe four feet, five feet of water, but I didn't want to fall. Uh, because I didn't, I, I didn't know where I was standing, what I was standing. You know, I know it was on the street, but I didn't know if there was a hole or anything there. Yeah, uh, it, was just, it was just terrifying, just absolutely so the most four, terrifying thing I've ever went through. Four to five feet of water just gushing into your car, gushing into my car. Oh my apparently, God. I was. I, it must have been. It, it, it was. It was near the um, uh, uh, the, the sewer, and so apparently the water was. I guess was trying to go through the the, the, the sewer. The drain, yeah. The, the drain. It was just. It was just rushing through so fast. It was just the most terrifying thing I've ever experienced. Yeah, terrifying. But, but, but the most most scariest thing, Sully, uh, was someone when I finally made it home. I was dressed. I was. Just, I was so wet. I was just. I was just a nervous wreck, um, but um, someone sent me uh, a, 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 a picture of the uh, Beltway Eight uh, service room mm-hmm. that there was. You had to go under underneath. Uh, when they sent me that picture, that it was sixteen 
feet of water. Oh, my God. I would have gone through. If I would have stayed on the service road like I normally do, that I, I was I was getting ready to do, I literally would have I would have perished. I would have died in that water. Wow. And I just, the next day I became so emotional because that's normally my route that I take home. Mm-hmm. And um, I just, I, I just, I, I just started crying hysterically and just thanking God that, you know, I was able to listen to what they were telling me um, and not take the normal route that I normally take. Celestine, I appreciate you sharing your experience with me. As horrific as it was, um, you are here to um, to let everybody know that God was watching over you, right? So. Um, Absolutely. Thank you for sharing your story. And listen, be safe out there, okay? Thank you so much. Um, just uh, keep all of Houston um, in your prayers. Certainly, um, we need all the prayers, and uh, we can we can get. Yeah, I'm continuing to pray for you guys as well. So, again, thank you for sharing your story. I appreciate it. Thank you. Have a good night. Bye-bye. So, I have one of my uh, my old classmates on the line, uh, Kevin Calvin. Um, we went to high school together. I think you're much older than I am, but not just joking. <laughs> I kid, I kid. But um, I uh, wanted to talk to you about. I guess your unique uh, position where, you know, the floods are concerned in Houston because you are in construction. Your company is a TPMG construction, right? That is correct. So can you tell me um, your thoughts on so many people have and are losing their homes because of the devastating floods? Um, And I saw on your Facebook that you've already started gutting homes. Can you tell us uh, about that? Well, that we have. We've actually, some people are, and I want to put this out there, too, that people need to hurry up like yesterday and make a claim because what's going on is the laws are going to change as of September the 1st. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people pay for people to lobby and do different things, and insurance companies do the same thing. And they've actually paid for a lot of people here in Texas to lobby against and, and put a ceiling on the amount of money that they can receive and the way that claims are being met and perceived. So they need to, like yesterday, immediately make their claim with FEMA and make it with their insurance company because the rules will change day after tomorrow. But we're seeing a lot of, I mean, it's just been unreal. I had to tarp 20-some-odd houses the first day. We've already started gutting a few. Uh, and the devastation is just unreal. But I can tell you this, that the love and the way that people have come together in this community has just been mind-blowing. Yeah. Uh, Kevin, let me ask you this. And you said, you know, you're speaking terms that I, I'm not familiar. You have to tarp homes. Does that mean I – know, I know what tarp means, but does that mean you're just kind of putting a bandage over something? Or what, what does that mean when you say you had to tarp some homes? Well, it is. Actually, some of them had a lot of water incursion through the – some had flooding through the base of the house, and some had a lot of water incursion through the roof. So typically when there's a water incursion through the roof or the structure or the skin of the home, be it the brick or the siding, we will then cover it up with a tarp and try to board it up until we can effect repair. And typically once we've done that part, we start trying to dry out the house. And once the house is, dry, is dried out, we then start cutting it. Well, insurance typically mandates that we cut out about four feet of drywall from the floor up. Mm-hmm. When I really think in my mind it all should be replaced, but that's their way of, uh, of again, getting over in my mind. 
because you pay for insurance and a lot of people really never use it. And that's the part of the insurance game that I really don't like. Even though we're an insurance preferred contractor, I still fight for the rights of the homeowners. Uh, so what do you see um, as far as the devastation of how many homes are going to have to be uh, torn down, rebuilt? Uh, how long do you think it's going to take to rebuild Houston after this? I think it'll take years because I once participated, well, not once, but a few times. I participated in Houston's housing program, mm-hmm. and I once did about ooh, roughly about 80, 88 homes, I believe it was. And that took us almost four years. And I think we're looking at a level of devastation that is just unparamounted in this area. I've lived here most of my life, mm-hmm. lived in California for a few years, but born and bred in Houston, Texas. Mm-hmm. And I have never, ever, ever seen the water come up like it did. Actually, McGregor Bayou and McGregor Park was flooded where we have the MLK, MLK statue and yeah, everything. Yeah, exactly, uh, exactly. That, that was underwater. It was just unreal. Wow. Okay, so um, listen, what do you want to tell the rest of the country about Houston and um, what we stand for, Houston Strong and all of that stuff, and, and, and also what we could do to be a service? Uh, well, uh, people, I think, can continue to do, you know, what uh, Kevin Hart and a lot of the other celebrities have done. The NFL, I thought it was kind of cheesy that they initially donated a million dollars. But I'm, I'm, I, I, you know, I'm not one to look into a, pot, a person's pocket and tell them what to donate. Mm-hmm. But anything that you can give, it doesn't have to be money. It can be your time. It can be some water or some other type of, if you have any other kind of resources in the area. Like we've gotten out and we've been trying to help to evacuate people to board up homes to cut down on the looting and just uh, asking people to treat people like human beings. And we've been seeing that throughout, but we really, really, really need the people all around the country to reach in and to help us here. And not just in Houston, but also in Louisiana, they're actually getting hit as well. But the devastation from Houston all the way down to Beaumont, Beaumont is literally underwater. I believe the U.S. Navy is, uh, they're trying to decide if the U.S. Navy is going to send a ship there and help them because they have more rescue helicopters. I keep but with the news as well. Yeah. But we just need you guys to continue to pray for us. And if you can, you know, send something, send anything. I say send it to the American Red Cross, and I say send it to maybe the uh, Mayor Saturner, the Honorable Mayor Saturner, uh, uh, Sylvester Turner, has a relief, a holy relief campaign fund here. And those are the monies that I actually, where I can see them working. Because me, for one, I like to give. I like to give where I can see it's being used and utilized, and I can, you know, I can actually see it going on. Yeah. And I think those two people, or those two, or those two organizations, would be a great place to send any kind of donations to help people because there are people that are just suffering. I've been driving all day, every day, and I'm not going to keep you too long, but I saw people today with backpacks with small children. I mean, they were literally displaced; they had nowhere to go, mm-hmm. and it's just really sad. Okay, well, um, you know, I continue to pray um, for you guys, Kev, and and you know, Houston's my heart. So, <laughs> so I, I I'm so happy to see everyone coming together, and you know, even through this devastation, showing um, you like you said the humanity, you know, and and yeah, showing love. Yeah. So that that does my heart some good um, that we can see that from Houstonians and then people coming in from all over the country and and showing that love to Houstonians. Thank you so much for uh, for taking taking the time um, to give us your unique perspective um, on, on what's happening in Houston and, and you continue to be safe, you and your family as well. All right. 
Thank you, Shelly. Remember, you guys, if you need any help, TPMG Construction, just check us out on Facebook and Instagram. We would love to come out and help you. Yeah, thanks, Kev. And there you have it, just some of the voices coming out of Houston um, during the aftermath of Hurricane Harvey and all of the devastating floods. One of the themes I heard from every one of our podcast guests today is prayer. So if you want to offer anything, you can pray for Houston. That's the hashtag I've been using, pray for Houston. Also, hashtag Houston strong, because yes, Houston will definitely come through this even bigger and better. Thanks to all of my family and friends who participated in the podcast. I will continue to lift you guys up in my prayers and my thoughts, and you're, of course, always in my heart. I'm Shelly Wade. Uh, don't forget, you can um, hear me every afternoon on Star 94.1 San Diego, uh, 2 to 6 p.m., West Coast time. You can also hear me every weekend on 104.3 My FM Los Angeles. And it's all from your free iHeartRadio app. Be sure that you listen. Be sure that you check me out whenever I'm on TV. You can follow me on my social media. Uh, like my All the Rage with Shelly Wade page on Facebook. Also follow me at Shelly Wade on Twitter. Don't forget Shelly spelled with an E-Y. And I'm on Instagram at the one and only Shelly Wade. And of course, my uh, website is Shelly Wade. Dot com. Love you, Houston. Mwah.